Welcome to Discovering Responsible Wealth. This is your host, Frank Angelos. It's a pleasure to be with you this week. You know, through this month, we've been talking about financial wellness. Uh, we've been you know, hitting on different topics as far as the purpose of money in your life, getting your financial affairs in order, um, some goal setting. This week, we're going to do it a little different, though. We're going to talk about what I refer to as the responsible wealth mindset. You know, the Bible tells us in Proverbs to put your trust in the Lord. And the reality is, is that we don't often do that. What we do is we think we're going to control everything, and then we get a mindset that actually sets in where we're, we're starting to do that. So my partner here, David Suki, our frequent guest and co-host, is with us today. So David, it's a pleasure to have you with us on the show, as always. Welcome. Good morning, Frank. Pleasure. So Dave, we're going to talk a little bit about this concept of, you know, I call it the right mindset. And when we talk about the right mindset, you know, you and I over the years have always had this perspective and our training has always been is you really come from one of two perspectives. Either you have a scarcity mentality or you have an abundance mentality. And who you are in the moment and who you're being to other people and to yourself will depend upon where you're seeing yourself or who you are then. And so what I thought we'd do today is spend a little bit of time talking about the right mindset of abundance or scarcity, and then how do we help people to get that responsible wealth mindset, which is to have the mindset to really get the life that you want. And, you know, even though the show is called Discovering Responsible Wealth, it's not all about money. I mean, for all of our listeners, if you read the book, by the way, you can get the book on Amazon, you know, Discovering Responsible Wealth, I talk about the wealth building blocks, which is your faith, your family, your health, purpose, and money is last. And we specifically do it in that order because that's really what it should be. But the reality is, is that for a lot of people, their life gets a little out of balance. And I always say it's like riding a bicycle. And if you think of your bicycle, and let's say that you had one of those fancy bicycle wheels and it had five spokes. You know, if I snapped one of the five spokes, Mm -hmm. the wheel is going to wobble a little. So if you have one aspect of your life out of balance, it's going to wobble a little. If I got two, it's going to wobble a lot. And if I got three, the tire is going to break and go flat. And it starts with that mindset of who are we being and why are we being that way? So with that in mind, let's you know kind of get started on our topic today. And you know, I'm going to give you a visual for all of our listeners to kind of think about. Years back, I read a great book by Stephen Covey, and the book was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And in the book, one of the examples he gave, which is what I'm going to give you today, is he talks about putting a backpack on our back and that every issue in our life that we continue to carry with us, it's like throwing another rock in the backpack. And what happens is is all of the things that occurred in our past, whether it be my parents did it to me, uh, genetically it was this, my neighbor, my friends, my coworkers, whoever's fault it is, we don't really care, by the way, and we don't believe that. You know, it's one of those of whatever happened, if I keep throwing those rocks in that backpack, I'm going to have a very difficult time, first of all, standing up straight and looking forward, okay? And life is going to be very heavy, and I'm going to have a very difficult time on living the life that I want, okay, and really having a good mindset to get the life that I want because it all starts in here, you know. So when you think about it, you know, and it's interesting because, you know, most of our listeners, you know, that are, you know, are on are Christians, and it's one of those we're supposed to live by faith. Mm-hmm. But 
you know, here we are, you know, <laughs> looking in the past and we're not living by faith. And we live out of that scarcity or abundance, man, you know, mindset. So with that in mind is, Dave, you've had a lot of training in this. I know that we talk to people all about this. And when we do some of our, you know, symposiums and forums and we try to help people to really get out of their own way, this is what we talk about. So maybe take a little bit of time and just talk a little bit about that scarcity mindset. Not that you have one, by the way. Dave has a wonderful <laughs> abundance mindset. But just let's chat about it a little bit as to why they have it or why it happens and, you know, what, what, what's occurring. And, Frank, I, you know, um, over time, you, I've shifted that mindset, you know, because I think um, it's hard not to have a scarcity mindset in the world we live in today. It's not, but it's, it's e- easy to make the shift. And what I mean by easy, it, it, it's, it's this, right? So the view of the world, how do you view what, that, how things happen? Are you, do you view them as circumstances? Do you view yourself uh, through the lens of what I call fear-based? Are you living life in fear or thinking that they're, you're a victim of circumstances? And you hear that a lot. And if you listen to people, it shows up really clearly when you know what to listen for. You know, and you'll hear things like, well, I came from this, or of course that happened to me, or Murphy's Law is a big one I hear. Oh, that's Murphy's Law. I always say, did you ever meet Murphy? Murphy was an optimist. Yeah, right? (laughs) So, and it seems that Murphy's Law is always negative. Oh, the other shoe drops, and it's, you know, and it's, we do it by nature, and sometimes we don't realize we're doing it, but then sometimes what we also have to understand is subconsciously, that's actually how we're living our lives. We're we're setting ourselves up for that. Without. And it's interesting because from the outside, somebody else sometimes can see it. Yes. But when we're in it, we can't see it. And I always take – you see it when when you break through it. It's almost like taking a non-believer, Frank, and they turned into a believer in right. the Lord. And you see how they're on fire and they really get it and they're excited and they're motivated and they went, wow, I, ju- I can't believe I didn't get this earlier. It's the same thing. But when you're in it, it's difficult sometimes to, to break through those habits, those thinking patterns. So I just say at a high level, it's fear-based as opposed to love-based, and there's a significant difference, right? So are you living life in fear, and are, are you making decisions around that? You know, um, probably you're doing it on a daily basis if you're in that scarcity mindset. It, it also gets into what I refer to as an entitlement-based. And I don't mean entitlement based upon money. But it's sometimes entitlement as far as a relationship, almost as if, well, Dave, you owed me this, yeah. or um, my kids out of respect owes me this. or And it's one of those of it's like, stop. Nobody owes us anything. Yep. Okay. And it's once we're able to stop having that entitlement mentality, okay, and just say, you know what? Maybe what happened happened for a reason. You know, it was interesting. I think it was Charles Stanley I was listening to uh, on the radio one day coming in. And he was talking about something that happened to his health. And so he could have been like, darn, why did this happen? And been very frustrated. But he backed up and he said, that was God's way of slowing him down and saying, hey, you think you're in control and you're not. I'm in control. Yeah. And that was really one of the, the big aha moments, you know, for him. And, you know, it's like I look at the same thing and it like – you know the, the difference in you know wisdom is is and not that I'm old by the way <laughs> is is that the longer that we're here if you can just back up a little bit and take in and watch what's occurring it'll slow things down that you have an opportunity to see how things will play out and when you see how things will play out you you realize it's like 
I can control certain things, but I'm really not in control. What's ever meant to happen is going to happen. And so what happens is, is you, you start to make that shift and get away from that scarcity mentality as if there's not enough to go around. I got to get all that I can. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm running out of time. And, and that in itself creates tremendous anxiety. And it gives us the wrong perspective on most aspects of our life. I shouldn't say most. Every aspect Everything. of life. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Frank, it's, uh, and it's, it's fear, it's doubt, it's worry. All of those show up, show up when you're in a scarcity mindset. Because if, if you're in, when you're in an abundance mindset, what is there to fear? What is there to worry about? There's plenty to go around. And if I trust in the Lord, what am I really worrying about? Okay, other than the fact that we're human beings, we're wired a certain way, and we have, you know, moods and things that we deal with. But in terms of how we view it, if you make that shift, that instead of fear, doubt, and worry, you look at things through love, through honor, right, through respect, through through faith, right, and then through a positive outlook on, well, this may not be what I really wanted at this moment, but there's a reason for it happening. And I'm going to accept it, and I'm going to move forward and not give it energy in a negative way. It's When you start doing that in your life, it's amazing how much peace you have around all the, all the different things that happen. And you get away from what I refer to as that busy brain. Yes. And, you know, it's that you – know, it's interesting. It's that hoarding that kind of goes on, which is, you know – we, you know, it was, in, you know, we just came out of the holidays, and one of my favorite, you know, movies is like I love watching the movie uh, Christmas Carol or AKA Scrooge. Yeah. You know, and what happens is, is he had that Perfect. hoarding mentality as if he didn't have enough, and you know, not enough. He didn't give out love. He didn't give out money. He didn't give to the community. He was hoarding. Okay, and he was miserable doing it. Okay, because it's one of those of there's never enough when you're doing that. And then all of a sudden, it was because he had an opportunity to slow down and see his life in those three different perspectives. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it gave him that shift to an abundance mentality. And that's really what we're trying to get at with our listeners, which is to say, in order for you to really have a responsible wealth mindset and to really accomplish what you may want to do in your life, which is in all the wealth building blocks, it really starts with mindset. That's right. You know, those stories that we tell ourselves are true to us, okay? Not necessarily true, true, but true to us. So it's as the example when I always say is, all right, so if I keep telling myself I'm fat, okay, and I'm out of shape and I'm overweight, what I'll do is it'll become a self-fulfilling prophecy that I will do all those things that would fulfill what I'm claiming to be. That's right. Just like if I was, you know, uh, let's go to the other side. If I want to be a loving, caring father and husband, okay, then I'll do all the things to be a loving, caring, etc. And I start fulfilling who I claim to be, but it started in my mind. It started on who I am. Frank, I was taught something years ago, and I didn't realize it when I was taught it till later in my studies. That's the old, and not to interrupt you, but that's the old proverb of when the student is ready, yep. you know, the teacher will appear. <laughs> and the, the the context I was taught it was in a basketball game, and I had a coach, and he used to, when he called timeouts, I used to say, Coach, why are we always calling timeouts when the other team is on a run? He said, because we're going to interrupt the pattern. Hmm. And what he had learned, and I didn't re- what I realized is, oh, we're going to stop the run and we're going to regroup. And, and then when I realized the wisdom later, I'm like, see, things in life follow patterns sometimes. And if all the behavior around that pattern stays that way, 
unless you interrupt it, and in our brains, unless we create that pattern interrupt of like, all right, I don't feel good today. I don't feel like going here or there. I got to stop that, say, you know what? Recognize I'm not in a good place. Take a minute, take a deep breath, and interrupt that with something. Some people breathe. Some mm-hmm. people sing. Some people. I've seen people put a run. rubber band on their wrist and, and snap, snap themselves. Right? That's something, yeah, okay, right? Some people do different things. But they're actually doing something consciously to change the subconscious, and that's that pattern interrupt. You know, so to go from a fear mentality to an abundance mentality, really, that's all it can, all the first step really is. But it's recognizing where am I at right now? What am I actually being? I'm saying things that sound more like fear and worry than I am. Love and and what you said there, Dave, was very powerful that I hope our listeners heard that or caught it, which is you said, who am I being? What am I doing? And what happens is is sometimes we're so caught up in the moment of who we're being, what we're doing, and so forth, that we're not being conscious about what's occurring. Mm Mm-hmm. So the idea, you know, when I listen to what you're describing and I catch myself, again, this is part of wisdom, which is just slowing down a little bit in your life and just kind of taking it in a little bit more, is is the ability to slow down and ask yourself, why am I telling myself that? Or why, why am I playing that through my head? Is that necessarily a truth that I'm telling myself? Or is it just something I believe but may or may not be true? And that's the challenge that we have to start to make with one another or that we do for ourselves, which is to just slow down and say, why am I telling myself right, that? Right. So as an example, if I were to take finances, and in my finances, if I took the position of I'm never going to have any money, I'm always going to be in debt, I'll do all of the things that would fulfill what that. I just said. Yep. You know, um, I'll see the opportunity to do this you know, wrong. I'll throw a little something extra on the credit card. Um, the opportunity to save, I you know, find something else to spend money on, or I just won't do the prudent things. And we do it with our health too, by the way. You know, it's like here we time. are. You know, and Dave, it's funny is, is here we are now. We're coming into you know middle of January. Now I know on January second the gyms were full. Okay, we were all eating healthier, and then it was just starting to go back and say, well, I'll miss today. Well, because I'm a, I'm not a healthy person, or I'm not an a, I'm not an athlete, and we start all of a sudden justifying and rationalizing. I call it R and R, R and R is rationalizing the ridiculous, and it's those truths that we tell ourselves that aren't true. Yeah, and I th- I think an additional thought to that is in when you're thinking in terms of abundance, you actually become non-attached to results of things. I love that. Explain that, Dave. And when you get not attached, it's not that you don't care. There's a difference. Right. You don't love and you don't want something to happen. You but want the, the right thing. The right thing to happen and realizing nothing, if you said this to yourself, nothing ever goes wrong in my life. Because mm-hmm. if I believe in God and I believe that he's in control and I'm not, then why am I judging each little thing that, oh, that went wrong in my life? Well, no, it's a, it, it didn't, if you really believe that. So the non-attachment is in in looking at something... Um, as simple as a game or as simple as a, a project or a, a presentation, that if you did the best you could, the result's going to be what the result's going to be. Correct. So if you're not attached to it, you actually wind up being so powerful when, you're being, when you are not attached. And what I've learned is you actually wind up getting the result that you want or even a bigger result because you didn't stress or you, know, you weren't in that fear mode around the result. You got away from trying to manipulate the outcome. That's right, Frank. And- 
and the natural course of events of what should have happened happened. Yep. You know, it's it's funny as you know, there's a saying is like everything's are perfect. They're just as they should be for all of the events and occurrences that have occurred up till this point in time. That's and right. And everything is exactly as it should be. Now, as we go forward, we can choose to be different, deal out of abundance, or deal with scarcity. And we make that choice in every aspect of our life and who we are. Yes, so. we do. So for all of our listeners, you've been listening to Discovering Responsible Wealth. Our guest today, David Suki over at CNA Financial Group, one of my partners there, and this is Frank Angelos. If you have questions, you can write to us at the Institute of Responsible Wealth, 2431 Atlantic Avenue, Manasquan, New Jersey, 08736, or you can email us at info at com. Thank you and have a blessed week.